Welcome to the Relationship Cycle with Jorge and Nelsa, where we discuss dating and other significant relationships. Great evening, senorita. Hello, 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 Poppy. Uh, a great evening to you and to our special guest tonight. Is yeah, we have Luz with us, and she is uh, very much looking forward to taking this discussion apart because this is one that we've been meaning to get to, and we finally have an expert that's going to walk us through this process. And we are talking about tonight closure in relationships. So, um, Luz, welcome back to the show. We've had you on before. If you've not had a chance to uh, catch her on previous episodes, then we do recommend that you go back. Uh, we we are so grateful to have your expertise on this particular topic. And I want to jump right on in. Let's do it. And let's talk about, you know, why is why is closure even important when ending a relationship, any type, but especially a dating relationship? Hi, Nelsa. Hi, Jorge. Hello. Okay, so closure. Closure is very interesting because um, when Jorge asked me about this what I answered him was like this is the end of a chapter right Mm -hmm. and when it comes to closure it's kind of like the narrative that you want to put to the end of this chapter and Mm -hmm. some people have the ability to be comfortable with the end that they themselves give to this chapter and sometimes we need some validation And that's when we say, like, oh, I just need to, you know, like, talk to that person so we can have closure. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, what is needed is validation. I'm sorry, I'm nervous. Oh, it's okay. (laughs) No, that that makes a lot of sense, though, because I know um, this was a big topic for me personally. But I I can go back to some relationships and think, you know, if things ended abruptly, that I felt like the door was still cracked open. For me, um, you know, the places where I had a chance to talk it out, we could kind of cry, you know, laugh, cuss, whatever the case was. But we we were able to get out all that needed to be said felt to me, you know, like, OK, now I can move on. And so I totally get that, you know, not even just validating me, but validating that this time we've spent together, you know, being able to put a bow on it. Like, uh, Jorge, you say, when we get ready to close the show out, you know, uh, let's put it up, put a bow on it and wrap it up. (laughs) You know, I I feel like I'm one of those people, I need that, you know, but you don't always get it. So in that case, Luz, tell me, what can a person do when maybe the relationship ended abruptly for some reason with a breakup that just came out of nowhere? And the other person has moved on and they no longer want to, you know, I can remember getting blocked. I've gotten blocked before and it was so just my whole ego felt like it was withering up on the vine. I was like, oh, my God, I've never been blocked. (laughs) (laughs) And it just made me feel away, even if I didn't even know the person for that long. But it was just like, no, you didn't just cut me off like that. So let me explain what happens. Um, So, okay. So when we, hmm. all right. So. It's okay. Like, so we were, we want to know like, what does something that ends abruptly 
how does that impact the person emotionally? And it, it always seems right. Cause even from my personal experience, right. When I decided to proceed with the divorce, I was the one that decided to initiate that process. Mm-hmm. And obviously um, since I'm the one that initiated my decision, I'm the one that ultimately had to make that power move and that sacrifice that, Hey, I'm taking this giant leap with the understanding that I know my world is going to change mm-hmm. and the world of my family had to change to support me in this decision that I made while my ex-wife, um, I felt that early on, she definitely was struggling with coping with the decision because yeah. she felt that it was something that I just kind of woke up one day and did it, even though it was something that I did process through and at least ran different scenarios in my mind. And then obviously, ultimately, I decided that, you know what, this this is the best option to kind of continue moving forward with my life. But I also understood that uh, it was important to give her the floor to express herself on what she was thinking, how she felt, just like obviously I, you know, was able to convey my thoughts and my feelings on why I was doing these things. But how do you cope if you don't get that opportunity to air it out? So <clears throat> let's let's talk about what happens, right? What mm-hmm. happens when the breakup comes and it's abrupt, right? Um, mm-hmm. The way that I like to explain it is, I don't know if you guys remember, I talked about the chain of life and that mm-hmm. every event that hasn't been processed has a knot. Yes. That creates a knot yes. and creates yes. a knot. So what ends up happening when there is an ending, an abrupt ending, is that those knots get lit up. You said it very nice, Nelsa. When you, when they blocked you, it was like, wait, what? And you said, <laughs> yeah. And a lot of, a lot of knots. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's exactly what happens. Is like it lights a lot of knots. And those are the sensations. So we're really not reacting to him blocking you. What's reacting is all those knots that are being ignited by him knocking, blocking you. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm. Perfect sense. Yeah. Very deep. So I've been needing to hear this. Go on, <laughs> girl. Get your money's worth tonight. We're gonna get you another meal. So basically, it almost like it reacts the, your triggers, right? Some exactly. of the triggers from your yes. past situations. So stuff from the past that creates those emotions and it's hard because now you don't have somebody this is where i was saying like the validation that's needed right because that brings it back to the present like okay it is about the present so the other person can validate those feelings um so therefore there's that need because right now i am reacting to a lot of things and we don't really know it we don't we don't we don't acknowledge it because we're not Mm -hmm. aware of it so right. we're reacting and we're like, oh, what's going on? Like, oh, I need somebody to validate that. And that's why you need to talk to the person for closure. But in reality, if you were to look into your knots, then you won't need that person. Mm. You can look, oh. you won't because you will look at the situation for the present, for what it is. Right. And what it is, is he blocked me. Why? We don't know. Maybe. Mm. I don't know, maybe something happened with him, right? You're not going to feel all that, uh, all those feelings that are in those knots. So what can you do, right? This is what I would recommend. When you start feeling those uh, feelings, all those sensations, feelings Mm -hmm. are felt through the body, Mm -hmm. okay? So what I would recommend is when you're there and you're in that space and, oh my God, I really need that closure. I really need that. I really need to talk to him. Notice where you're feeling that in your body. Mm -hmm. 
you're you're most likely gonna feel it in your throat or your yeah. chest or your yeah. belly because we're so yes. in tune to our throat, our chest, and our bellies, right? Yeah. What I would recommend is take five deep breaths mm-hmm. and just concentrate on that feeling and see what happens. Mm. The and feeling then, of being like of of the feeling of the ego being hurt or the feeling of and whatever sensation comes to your body okay. in that moment right like so you're <laughs> here and you're sad and you're like oh god i really wish i could talk to him i really wish i could talk to him okay take those five deep breaths where are you feeling that that desire your body's going to speak to you your body's going to show you mm-hmm. where exactly it's holding that that knot yes and then take those five deep breaths and just notice what happens and then after that, take another five deep breaths and continue noticing what happens. And what you're going to notice is after some time, you will de-escalate. It's going to be a little bit less. You're going to feel that intensity less. Now, how often How often do you recommend people doing this? Um, is this like a daily thing or is this just while you're dealing with these sensations? Or, or what would you recommend somebody who's just having a tough time? wrapping their mind around uh, that whole experience, or maybe they just can't get the closure that they're looking for. Because even then, right? Because even if somebody sits down and gives you the time of day or gives you the conversation, Mm -hmm. right? They may say stuff that isn't enough for you. Because remember, it's not about that person at all. It's about your thoughts. So you're thinking, oh yes, I need to talk to this person (laughs) because this person is going to validate whatever it is. But you're right. What happens when they don't? Because it's your nuts. Mm. It has nothing to do with the other person. So we're looking at it wrong. We have to look at it from inside out, not outside in. Exactly. Oh. It is about us. It is not about the other person. That's deep, man. I when love it. we start feeling that dysregulation, it is about you mm. and your nuts. To your ego, your pride, your confidence has been bruised. Yes. And it happens. I've, I've, I've felt those sensations. It happens to the best of us. If you date enough if you've been in enough relationship throughout your lifetime i feel like eventually those sensations are going to come into play those insecurities and well what's insecurity the like to me it's the heartbreak that comes with loving someone that's insecurity i can i can break up with somebody and not feel insecure right if i'm in the present and I'm looking at the relationship for what it is, and I can see that the relationship is just not working for X or Y reason, and it's not about the knots and feelings of the past, then I could let go of this relationship without feeling insecure. Right. But I think I think you're looking at it from the perspective of the person walking away, because normally either way with breakups, right, very seldomly is right. there amicable breakups where both parties are like, you know what, we're not working out, well, let's just be friends, or let's just you know, be amicable for the children or whatnot. Normally it's one person thought that things were okay or, you know, at least working on it. Not necessarily. I think when you're in a relationship, you both can, um, you both can see some things work and some things don't work. Mm -hmm. Right. True. Right. And and then if somebody said, usually what happens is if like we're in a relationship and you break up with me, my knots of abandonment are going to be immediately (laughs) like all these feelings, all these sensations, like Rudolph, like Christmas lights or 
you know, knots of betrayals, right? Knots of whatever is going on that has nothing to do with the present. But if I have worked on knots and I have worked on myself, I can see the relationship for what it is. I can see that relationship is not functioning. And the fact that you come and tell me we're not working and we really should get let go. If I can look at the relationship for what it is and say, you know what? You're right. Thank you for making the hard step. Well, and you don't have the insecurities when you've worked on your knots. That's what I'm getting from that, uh, Luz. Like for me, if I've done my inside work, if I've done the work to you know, whatever is in my childhood, whatever trauma I've, I've experienced, um, whatever my own doubts about myself are, which is what I think insecurities are, then it should feel like it did that day. You know, I got the block. You know, I, I, <laughs> well, Nelson, don't feel bad. I've been blocked too, I promise you. Yeah, <laughs> though, Jorge, to your point, I wasn't ready to look at me I was still looking from the outside in, like, why would you do this to me after X, Y, and Z? As opposed to, why am I letting this affect me so badly? What is it that I've got to work out for myself? Because like you said, it, it can be, you know, put another face and another name on a different situation of breaking up and letting go. And there are other people that, you know, I let go of easily that I've cut loose and said, this isn't working. But again, it was about what I had in me that had not been resolved. Exactly. Not really have anything to do with the guy blocking me because uh, he's well within his rights. I've blocked people, you know, and we didn't necessarily have a terrible uh, breakup or, you know, ending to the story. It was just it's time to move on. And I don't want to keep sending energy to that person or letting them live through me or looking at my, you know, social media and you know, kind of, I, I just, I, sometimes you just want a clean break with, with other people. And so I've been able to do that sometimes, but then there are other times, but I, th I hear you clearly. And I hope listeners out there who maybe are having some difficulty letting go of some relationships, you know, this is a great opportunity to really look at what has been, what's been hit, you know, like they used to say, um, the, the guilty dog, barks the loudest <laughs> oh man that's a what's the guilty dog in me like what is the emotion that got hit when the breakup occurred and you know why am i feeling those feelings is it really about this person or is it about something that's happened before that i haven't dealt with yet let me ask you guys this i have a something i want to put out there on the table could it be that one individual was was more into the other person than vice versa. Um, because I, I feel that sometimes some people feel like I was into him, but, or they'll say I, I was not into him like he was into me, right? Mm -hmm. Or sometimes uh, I've heard men and women say that, you know, he or she was moving too fast for my taste. Mm -hmm. And I feel that sometimes that can really um, put a strain, right, on the relationship, obviously, because then at that point, um, you're not, getting that equal energy or that equal effort that we appreciate, right? Whenever you're dating or in a relationship with somebody. Uh, and another emotion that a lot of people associate with those, with, with that type of, uh, you know, feeling or situation is they didn't see it coming or they're shocked or surprised. 
that's normal okay like when there is a breakup it's normal for you to be shocked it's normal for you to be sad it's normal for you to grieve that relationship right but when it comes to closure i can have a conversation with you okay that's good right we're done i understand then there's those times where it doesn't matter what you say it's not good so it'll never be good enough regardless of what that person says or does. Exactly. Mm. Because it is not about the other person, right? Mm. If I'm looking at this relationship and I'm giving 100% and I see that, that pers- the other person is giving 20%. Right. Right? And then the other person comes and tells me, you know, this is not for me. If I'm looking at the relationship with no knots and just the present, yeah, I'm giving you 100% and you're giving me 20 Obviously, you're not interested in me. Right. And I can move on along. But if I have knots of like abandonment or insecurities or, you know, any other, you know, put feelings in there that goes, it's like, but why? Why why am I not enough? But why? Uh, what could have I done? Mm. And that's what's replaying in my head. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with the relationship. It has to do with you. Okay. So I have this question then. I feel like that's leading us sort of, you know, a little bit deeper than the the topic maybe is. Maybe we're gonna have to do a part uh, part two on this one. But what what is it that we can do to be free and clear so that we're not living in the past? And maybe that's a whole therapy session. I don't know. <laughs> but, you know I feel that's where that's going. I feel like how do we free ourselves? And I say ourselves because I think sometimes. You know, just complete transparency. I think I do sometimes get stuck in past situations. And I I told a friend this the other day. I said, I feel like I'm always interrogating myself about what I could have done differently, how I could have shown up better, how I could have been, you know, X, Y, Z. But I kind of I kind of put myself um, under interrogation almost like you could have done this better. This wasn't cool. This wasn't the, great. This is why they didn't want to stay with you. This is why they left. So the you know, shoulda, coulda, woulda. So how do mm-hmm. we how do we get away from that? How do we close the door to that? Oh, that's a loaded question. <laughs> no. Okay, so a, let you me... try to get them in when you come. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the way I like to describe this, right? So when we tell our stories, right, we're created to tell our stories. When we tell our stories, you're using your brain. And when you use your brain, the executive functioning part of the brain is a problem solver. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if you don't have a problem, what does the brain do? Make some. That's what my mind does. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So that's the shoulda, coulda, woulda. The shoulda, coulda, woulda is it's just going into the circular so that the brain can be happy and can dig, 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 right? Oh. That's how I call it. So that's why I always say go to the body because the body also tells our stories mm-hmm. and the body will tell you, I feel uncomfortable. You're going to feel it in your body. Mm-hmm. When the body is done, is done processing whatever it needs to, to, to process, mm-hmm. it will tell you it, I'm done. Mm-hmm. So, okay. What are some How does of the... it tell you? You just don't feel it no more. Okay. I was going to say, what are some of the physical symptoms then of I'm done? You know, the physical symptoms is now you look at, okay, this guy blocked me. Where do I feel it in my body? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't feel it anymore. No anxiety. No, you okay. don't feel any sensations. You no longer feel any sensations. You're at peace. 
Yeah, you're just like it's not it's it's like, not even yeah, there anymore. I'm not it's I'm not activated. That's what I call it. I'm not activated. I love Let it. me ask you something. When somebody is going through the closure transition, right? Um so let's say we do get the closure that we were seeking or hoping for is there something to to do or to consider so that down the road right we don't carry these what if scenarios into the new relationship or how to avoid having to deal with that same problem with the new relationship is there some precautionary measures or some tactics that maybe one can implement so that hey these are things that you need to be aware so that you're not constantly seeking this closure from everyone and anyone that you date and see. So again, if you're seeking closure and you're not just comfortable with your own narrative to the ending of this story. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cause remember it is about that. It's about your narrative, mm-hmm. right? If I'm comfortable with my narrative, I don't need you to validate my narrative. And if now you're giving me the validation that I need, yes, I'm still carrying those knots to my other relationship. Mm. Mm. Wow. That Does makes that a lot of sense. Very, Absolutely. very profound. Very profound. I like it. Love yes. it. Mm-hmm. So really, it all comes down to yourself. Yourself, your history, your past, even the relationship, right? There's unprocessed events. I talk about that all the time, right? Unprocessed events. Like you're in your relationship and there's something that happened and for whatever reason, your body, your brain is not able to process it. And it, it's there. It's going to come up at the end of the relationship. Mm-hmm. You're just not, not going to notice it. So that's the feelings and that's the sensations that you get, right? Mm-hmm. That's the anger, that sadness. The other thing is we don't really know how to use vocabulary to explain those feelings and sensations so Mm -hmm. one of my therapy sessions is asking people and everybody should do this okay write down all the feeling words that you can recall Mm -hmm. all the feeling words that you can recall grab a paper write down all the feeling words that you recall Mm -hmm. all right if you give me more than 20 the majority will do like eight ten okay uh, 20 and above is like great if you look then go to google and look for the feeling wheel pdf and you're gonna see a feeling wheel that has 104 or more words hmm. to describe feelings really yes oh, I so that that even people that are just telling me 20 that's 20 percent of the feeling words that we feel we just don't know how to express it express it we don't know how to acknowledge it we just we just feel those things and we don't even know what we're feeling. We don't have the vocabulary or the awareness of it. Well, so, so everybody mm-hmm. do that exercise. Before you look at the PDF, write down all the feeling words that you can recall. Okay. Now, when you say the feelings that you recall, you're talking about the feelings that you feel yeah, like right post now. breakup, right? No, no, no. Like right now. Just in general. How many feelings? feelings? Give me the feeling words that you you can recall right now. Calm. Anger. Chill. Mm -hmm. Relaxed. Excited. Locked in. (laughs) Happy. (laughs) Depressed. Um, No. (laughs) (laughs) Get that away from me, Nelsa. Um, Let's see. Ecstatic. Jovial. 
um, enthusiastic. Is that a feeling though? I don't know. Yeah, enthusiastic. Is I'm feeling okay. enthused, like okay. All right. I don't know. I'm running out of the cheerful. Nice. Cheerful. That's a good one. Thoughtful. Panicked. <laughs> <laughs> I have two people here. This is cheating. <laughs> but look how difficult it is, right? Yeah, look how difficult yeah. it is to to say that. And then when you go and look at the PDF of the mm. feeling wheel, you're gonna realize, oh my god, there's so many words that express feelings that I have that I really don't know how they feel in my body. Listen, it took two of us and we still didn't get 20. Look. <laughs> so is that good or bad? <laughs> it just means that you're feeling those feelings and you're not acknowledging them. Oh. Right? So let's talk in relationship forms, right? Sure. You're going throughout the entire day feeling those type of feelings towards your relationship and you and you're not acknowledging them. How are you processing them? Okay, that's something I want to ask you about because I know someone in my circle who just recently broke up. And so I've been, you know, I don't want to press in and make somebody feel something they don't feel. But at the same time, you know, this seemed to be a very important relationship to this person. So I'm just like, you know, how are you feeling? How are you doing with right now? And all I keep getting from the person is I'm fine. It wasn't that big a deal. I'm fine. So when a person keeps saying I'm fine, should we just go with that and let them, you know, go through it and just wait until they want to talk about it further? Or maybe they don't. Maybe they're fine with their own narrative, like you're saying. That's really reshaping me as a as a friend and a confidant. Like, just because maybe I've felt things in the past that a breakup doesn't mean that other people do because maybe they've already processed how they feel about letting go, which... You know, this particular person does tend to be a little different in their reaction than I do with certain things. So, you know, is that something that you want to press in a little closer? Or do you just, you know, let the person experience the end the way they need to and until they need you, just let it go? Yeah, I think everybody processes differently, right? Yep. So if she feels like she's fine, then she's fine. But if now you're noticing actions that don't reflect her being fine, mm -hmm. you can point that out. Like, okay, you're saying you're fine, but, you know, you're coping this way, right? Mm -hmm. Prime example, you're drinking more, mm -hmm. right? That's a prime example that you might be minimizing. You might be minimizing it, right? Mm -hmm. So... Actions speak louder than words. If she's saying she's fine and she looks fine and she's processing fine and, and you know, she's she's done. She's That's what she's saying. But if her actions are now reflecting that mm, you're not really fine, then as a friend, you could say, you know, I know you're saying you're fine, but this is what I'm noticing. Mm, I like that. That's a, a great conversation, too. Because a lot of people, um, and I would say that this happens a lot, particularly in males they suppress mm -hmm. a lot of these sensations yeah. and and you know we uh, i want to say we had a podcast about healing and a lot of people say i'm just doing me and just focusing on me but they're doing it in, in bad habits like drinking more yeah. smoking more so minimizing they're mm -hmm. they're self-medicating that's what they're doing. so they're stuffing they're trying to bottle up and mm -hmm. stuff a lot of these emotions and sensations but in the process they're isolating themselves hurting their physical health and their mental health and they're numbing it for a few hours, but they're not solving 
the problem or curing the problem. And that just, into the next relationship. Exactly. <laughs> They're just they're creating gonna, a big knot. Exactly. The <laughs> next relationship is going to come all out. Oh, and we do want to try to have everyone get some help to avoid that. So, Luz, can you please tell the people? Uh, I don't know if you're accepting new clients or if you're, um, you know, in a practice that may be. But how can they get in touch with you? Because I make sure we get that um, out there to the people. You know, how do how do they get help? Maybe they're still struggling with closure from uh, maybe a, the death of a parent or the death of a child or even, you know, maybe maybe their significant other died. Now it may not be a breakup of you know the relationship as much as it is the ending of the relationship through some situation like that so you know the people probably sitting around who do need to to talk with somebody who can help them you know get through this transition yeah um i am accepting new patients and they can call 704-665-9097 and let me um ask you lou so Let's say that the person does get the conversation right and they feel that the closure um, was obtained, right? Mm -hmm. So I know you said that physically um, you can kind of do those exercises to kind of gauge, right, where you're at with that. Um, what about emotionally or mentally? How do you know when that closure was effective or that conversation or, you know, it could be something symbolic, right? Something as deleting pictures off your phone that you've probably been holding on to because you think that, Hey, maybe one day we could fix things or get back together. Or maybe listen, this happened, this is happening a lot lately where people are breaking up and still living together. And I'm like, how the hell are y'all going to date and get closure and get distance and all that if you guys are still living under the same roof so to me like how does somebody know like how do how do they know emotionally or mentally that okay i am i am at peace with this closure piece of the you know the situation um you can kind of notice when you go back through the narrative of the ending of the relationship or the narrative of the relationship right your narrative of the relationship and it no longer causes any activation or any sensations in the body or you no longer get like angry or or upset or sad Mm, right or or you're okay with okay it is the ending it is sad because an ending of a relationship is sad right absolutely but you don't feel super activated and when i say super activated i mean like your body doesn't have like doesn't have some sensations right like for example if i'm talking about my ex and i'm starting to feel like oh my god i'm feeling like this heat Mm. yeah no (laughs) there's not there (laughs) you know (laughs) or for example um you know in your throat like you talked about where in your throat like i want to cry when i you know or i need to like stuff my feelings inside or i feel uncomfortable because of when I'm talking about the narrative of the relationship, the narrative of the ending of the relationship. Or don't want to talk about it. Or They're like, want, oh, I don't feel yeah. comfortable don't discussing want, getting to Yeah, that. because I don't need a- Or maybe I don't want to talk about it because for me, it's fine now. And I don't want to deal with everybody else's issues. Mm-hmm. So some people might 
not want to talk about it because they don't want to deal with everybody else's opinions. Oh, Does that yeah. make sense? No, that's fair. And, I, you know, obviously that's yeah. not something that you, uh, I would think that not a lot of people want to have open discussions with a lot of people about that. There's only, you know, certain people that you feel comfortable sharing those details right now. I know some people, they like to broadcast all their personal life on social media or, you know, podcasts, for example. <laughs> <laughs> Which, not hey, this you know, one, I'm we, sure. At least me and Nelson do with the intention of trying to yeah. uh, give perspective, yeah, um, educate people, and also to make themselves aware that, hey, like these things do happen. It can happen to anyone, mm -hmm. uh, regardless of where you're from or what your social status is. But the important thing is to, number one, be aware. Mm -hmm. And number two, to try to address it in a healthy way, right? To, to talk to Luz instead of Jack Daniels, you know? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. What'd you say? I said, or, or Jack Daniels or Haagen-Dazs. Like, I need the extra 10 pounds of frustration <laughs> and depression. Let's not do that. But um, this has been just a, a, an awesome, awesome um, discussion. And one of the uh, tools that I, a lot of friends of mine talk about, and, and I don't know if you're familiar with this book, though, uh, Luz, but The Body Keeps the Score. Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. And so Elsa, yes. I just what is this book about? Y'all got to tell me now. I recommend that to people. And I watch on YouTube because the guy who wrote the book does a lot of stuff on YouTube. Then there's some other people out there that I really like, the Crappy Childhood Fairy. There are a bunch of people that I like to watch on YouTube. But I know the guy who wrote Your Body, um, The Body Keeps the Score, is on there. And he talks about how we have held on to all these feelings like you're talking about, the past is still stuck in our bodies uh, from whatever we've been through. So when something does activate you, like you're saying, with the breakup or whatever, then those knots are still in there. If you can still feel tightness in your body or shortness of breath or you know, any number of things that your body might respond to. But for some people, it's not in the mind. It is in the body. And so people don't understand like how, um, for me, for instance, you know, after my divorce, I probably gained 20 pounds easily, 20, 25 pounds. And that wasn't the only thing that had gone on. My dad had died. I retired from my job, which had been very traumatic. And so I had all this extra weight on my body. And I still do have some struggles because I'm just now really allowing myself to stop going through the shoulda, woulda, couldas in my head and really getting things out of my body. And, you know, I've got a friend who's a therapist and sometimes she'll be like, shake your hands, Nelsa, just shake your hands out, just shake your hands out. And that movement allows me to start processing the feelings, which I know that sounds probably weird to some people that, you know, just moving your body, just like um, if, if I don't know, have you tried any of the somatic workouts um, as well? Because like the hip opening and, you know, doing, doing um, yoga poses that, allow for your body to open up can create like tears like I have really done some stuff where shaking and stretching I got tears running out my face down my face from things that have been stored inside my body for such a long time and so that book Jorge if you get a chance um you know it, it's been highly recommended like I said I've been I've been catching some um some knowledge on YouTube just because it's easier than me trying to read the book. 
um, at this point in life, but it's a book I'm very familiar with and have heard a lot of people say how much it's helped them to get through some situations like, you know, breakups and closure to relationships. And I would add too um, that as far as, you know, the whole concept of closure that could also, you know, apply to family members. Right. Cause I know <laughs> people who have a bad relationship with their siblings or their parents, right. Or maybe an absent mother or dad. Right. And they get triggered, like you said, right. From all those knots that have been created from, uh, the trauma and the issues that develop throughout the lifetime of that, you know, relationship. And there's people that, you know, they detest their siblings or father or mother or whatnot. Um, I would say that a lot of these um, principles and tactics that we discuss could be applicable in any of those scenarios. I do want to say one thing about um, the brain and the body and the heart, right? Because we are storytellers we were created to tell our stories, right? right? So that's why I told you it's about the narrative that you'd say about, about the ending of the relationship, right? So we have three storytellers, the brain, the body, and the heart, Oof. okay? So what ends up happening is as adults, we use the brain a lot. So we tell our stories using our brains, using our brains. And like we said earlier, what does the brain do when there's not a problem? It creates one. It creates a problem. Mm -hmm. So when you're telling your story through the brain, it's always going to be looping into a problem. And there are techniques, CBT, DBT, all that, that helps control that, right? What the body, um, what the book, The Body Keeps the Score did is he opened our eyes to the body also tells our stories. Mm -hmm. And when wow. we do work like somatic work, yoga, or when we do brain spotting, EMDR, somatic experiences, we now tap into our bodies and we allow the bodies to now tell the story. Now, it's not going to be the same way as our brains. It's not going to be like that, but it's a very interesting process and everybody does it differently. Mm -hmm. right so then we allow the body now the heart there's now ifs which i think is part of the heart too that allows us to use our creativity right to tell our stories but as when we became adults the world kind of pushed us to think think about what you did go to your room and think about it right so what ends up happening is we're using, we're overusing our brains to tell mm. the narratives of our stories and we're not using our hearts. We're not using our bodies to process all that. Yes. And the body keeps the score, open the doors to explaining mm -hmm. how our bodies are storing all that information. Wow. Heart very, very enlightening. I love this. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so powerful. That is <laughs> I will say, I think Luz is definitely uh, our favorite guest. Um, <laughs> you have done a very good job at kind of explaining and laying out the different uh, things that we have to be mindful of when we're going through these things. But um, what is it that you are licensing, Luz? Please tell us. And what is the first step to trying to get better uh, as far as somebody who feels that, hey, I am stuck in a loop of this voyage of seeking closure that's never coming yes so i am a licensed 
clinical social worker. Okay. So what I do is counseling. And what I would recommend somebody who needs closure, if you don't want to seek, you know, counseling or therapeutic support, what I would recommend is exactly what I said. Go and take five deep breaths and just notice where you're feeling it. Mm. And if you notice that you have sensations when you think about this topic, then know you have nuts in your system. Oof. <laughs> All right. Time to start taking those deep breaths and find out, Nelsa. Yes. And I'm going to do it, too, just to make sure. But I feel like I'm all right, but I'm going to do it anyways. Yes. But please give us your uh, phone number again, Luz, because uh, I'm just i just so tickled to have you back on the show. And um, just such a very important topic, because sometimes we forge ahead without ever shutting those doors in our own hearts and minds and bodies. And so um, just want people to know that there are people available who can help you and our friend to the show, especially. So please give them your number one more time and we're going to make sure uh, we put it in our show notes as well. So that way people can reach out. Look, we might shut down the phone lines before. So (laughs) (laughs) So the phone number is 704-665-9097. Nine zero nine seven. Okay. Well, and we will wrap this up and put a yeah. bow on this conversation. It was wonderful. Thank you for joining us. But Thank you for having me. people keep in mind, do not bleed on those that didn't cut you. Oh, great. That's the moral of the story, right? Like it kind of just like, as you were mentioning that stuff about all that manifesting and spill over onto the new person, be mindful that, Hey, am I, really healed or am i taking this out on somebody who has not done anything to this point but it's i think it's important to be self-aware because think about it you may have somebody who's very interested in you but if you're coming in hot with those situations in the first you know few dates that's a lot to take in and that's enough for a man or woman to just be like you know what this is this is not feeling right from the jump so one thing i will say and um, is just notice your reaction. And if your reaction to the present is not um, in alignment, then that also shows you that something is off and that there's knots in your system. Luz, let me ask you something. Because uh, I have notices and even I'm guilty of it, right? When I was first separated, I would oftentimes still refer to my wife, even though I should have been focusing on, hey, she's my soon-to-be ex-wife, right? Mm-hmm. Or I've had friends that, have divorced and they're already divorced, but they still keep referring to her as my wife or my mother-in-law, even though that's no longer applicable. Yep. What does that mean exactly? That's a knot. It's a knot, huh? Yeah. And that's and I've a, I already suspected that. Or a sensation that comes from my wife versus the present, which is my ex-wife. Oof. Oh man. So you're not you're not <laughs> dealing that with the present through the present. You're dealing with the present through sensations wow. and 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 thoughts and feelings and sensations from the past and i've done listen i'm guilty of it too i can say i've improved completely on that and you know have moved on quite nicely uh now obviously in present day but even in my early stages of dating i sometimes would slip up and be like oh yeah you know i've been separated but i would still say wife instead of ex-wife right Mm -hmm. or you'll notice it right when you go out on dates or meet people where 
they keep reverting back to talking about their ex on the date. Mm-hmm. That to me is also a well, red flag. Well, think about it. You're going to a date, and let's say you do have knots, and what more to light up those knots <laughs> than going to a date? Of course, your knots are gonna be lit up, and of course, you're gonna act accordingly and you're not going to be present in the date because you're feeling sensations and all this activation your body's activated and your body's going to do what it needs to do to self-regulate wow man we i felt i felt like i learned a lot yeah thank you so much for sharing this information and you know it's funny because i remember seeing one day uh, they were talking about a study where emotional pain develops from the same part of our brain that impacts physical pain. Have you heard about that before? Mm-hmm. Is this is there a lot of truth in that? Yes. So the brain doesn't know if it's if it's um if it's today or tomorrow. Mm. For the brain it's always today. <laughs> okay. okay. So if you are feeling pain of any way, right? Emotional pain which is usually from the past, it's pain. Mhm. The brain acts in present time. Mm. The body. So hold on. I'm saying that wrong. The body acts in present time. Right. So if you're thinking about the past, your, your brain is, your body is reacting as if it's in the present. Mm-hmm. So if you keep if replaying those future, ideas. If you're thinking of the future, your body reacts. Oh, another exercise. I know we got to go. So no, feel go free to it. shut me up when you guys are ready. But another exercise. Look at those feelings and think about choose a feeling and think about how it feels in your body and notice how your body will react and then choose another feeling and think about it. Like, how do you feel? So you're going to think about something that's going to make you feel that way and your body will react. And as you choose any, any feeling, your body will react mm-hmm. because wow. your body's reacting to your thoughts in the present time. So it doesn't matter if it was past or present. It doesn't matter. And that's a very important tool because if you think about it, if you're feeling really sad and you start thinking about something that's positive or something that's, um, you know, comfortable, your body is going to react. But we don't use that tool that we have. Like, that's a God-given tool. (laughs) So moral of the story, it's very important to listen to your body and be in tune with your body, whether that be physically and mentally. Oh, yes. But Luz, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, a wonderful conversation. I definitely feel like I'm walking away a lot smarter tonight. So this was great. Thank, thank you for joining you. us. We will see you again. We will definitely have to uh, do these uh, shows that you know are fascinating. And I feel that this literally can apply to a lot of people. And it's just good perspective. And uh, I like that you were able to really give us some refreshing professional perspective as we tell everybody that listens to us. <laughs> Me and Nelson are not experts. <laughs> we are just people that love to share our voice, give perspective, and try to bring people that are and- experts and help us out in explaining some of these things that we all you know, deal with at some point in our lives. But please follow us, comment, uh, check us out at our YouTube channel. Uh, the relationship cycle with Jorge and Nelsa. And as always, follow us on social media and let us know if you want to hear a part two or if you want us to do a specific topic that relates to the relationship cycle and, of course, dating. But thank you so much, everyone, and buenas noches.
Thanks for joining us today on The Relationship Cycle with Jorge and Nelsa. Do you have show ideas? Email us at jorgeandnelsa at gmail.com. Follow us on Spotify or anchor.fm for more great shows.